CalCast is delivered by FedEx, our presenting sponsor. FedEx can help your business reach new customers and simplify your shipping operations. See how FedEx can help your company grow by visiting fedex.com slash e-commerce. That's fedex.com slash e-commerce. Hello, folks. Coach Cal here with the Cal Cast. Today's guest... Carl Anthony Towns. Carl Anthony Towns, the cat, came here um, as a three-point shooter, led his high school team in three-point shots attempted and made. And what we said is, you're not shooting three, son. You're going to learn to play pick-and-roll defense. You're going to learn to rebound with two hands. You're going to learn to play around that basket. You're going to get tougher and all that good stuff is going to happen. And if you do it, we got a great plan. We, we go back and forth, and, and this is a great time for my team to listen to this. He talks a lot about that team started 38-0, that winning was the most important thing. I talked to him today about Tyler Eulis. Tyler Eulis bawled when we lost to Wisconsin. I'm telling you, sobbed uncontrollably. And I hate to tell you, the next year, every time we lost a game, he cried. That's how bad he wanted to win. I will tell you that the kids that I've come in here with, the kids that have played for us, the Carl Townses, they understand coming in, nothing was told to them that wasn't going to be true. They weren't promised outlandish things. They knew they were going to come in and have to earn it. They were going to have to share. It wasn't going to be about them. It was going to be about each other, that we would have their backs. And you know what? He talks about that in this interview. This team I'm coaching now, we just had to do a reboot. Now people are saying it's a tweak .30 or 3.0. But basically, I went in and said, all right, What do we have to do to get back to playing the way we need to play? And let me say this. When you're coaching young guys early on, other teams don't have a feel for what they are. They've never seen them. They're all young. But as the season goes on, as there's a statistical base for them to really say, what do we have to take away? They make the game harder. You got to be more patient. You're not going to get easy baskets. And by the end of the year, you're in wars every night where every possession matters. We went in today, and I had to do a couple things that we really had to think about. All right, how do I make this clearer and simpler for us so that we do the things we have to do? And I think when people watch us in the next couple weeks, they'll say, wow, they're getting better. Right now, I'll tell you, the last three weeks, we went downhill. And Carl talks about the process, that it is a process. And that's what we're going through now. And let me say this. I'm never, people may want me to get on the kids. They're selfish. They don't care about college basketball. They're one foot out the door. They're not doing their academic work. None of that's true. And I'm not going to bury these kids. They're 18. Malik Monk just turned 19. Think about what I'm saying. I'll take responsibility. They are responsible for themselves. I'm responsible for the program. What I want them to know is I'm going to watch over them. I'm going to be there for them. I'm going to be loyal to them. They need to be loyal to each other. They need to have each other's back. 
And so as we went through this, I'm like saying, hey, man, I've been through this. I've done this 30 years. And let me tell you what excites me. I love winning. If I ever get to a a point in my career where winning is just a relief, I'm done. I'll retire. I absolutely love winning basketball games. But you know what else excites me? Getting a chance to experiment, to try new things, and then having those things work. And having a player come up to me and hugging me and saying, thanks, I was dying. That really helped me. That changed the direction. That excites me. And we've rebooted. We rebooted. And when you do that or you tweak, it doesn't happen overnight, but over a period of time, they'll start feeling it. They'll start saying, okay, this is who we are. You know, we went through a schedule at Tennessee, Kansas, Georgia at home, at Florida. Look, I was saying, hey, if we're three and one, if we're four and oh, we're number one in the country going away. If we're three and one, we're probably top three, four, five. Wouldn't be bad two and two. Let's just not go 0 and four. And thank goodness we didn't. We went one and three. But all the percentages from shooting percentage to assist have gone down. Turnovers have gone up. Our rebounding margin has gone down. We got to get back. And that's why I said it's time to reboot. When we tweaked in 2014, we had not played well all year. We played okay, but we weren't that special team. But it was the last week of the season when I did it. And from that point on, the team went to the final game and they were unbelievable. And some of the tweaks were really basic. And some of them were specifically to a player, which is what I've done with this group. Let me throw a little bit of love to Papa John's. Have you heard about the new pizza available from Papa John's? Check this out and tell me if it doesn't make you hungry. Pepperoni, deli-style salami, sausage, center-cut Canadian bacon, and hickory-smoked bacon piled high, and then cover those delicious meats with mozzarella cheese and topped with bacon seasoning. Are you kidding me? Ellen, we got to order some Papa John's right now. It's Papa John's Ultimate Meats Pizza, and it's out of this world. You can get a large Ultimate Meats Pizza for only $11. But get this, if you use my exclusive promo code, Coach Cal, you'll get 25% off your regular menu price order. When you go to PapaJohns.com or Papa John's app to place your order, this offer is good at participating stores in the U.S. only. Again, use my promo code, Coach Cal, and get 25% off your regular menu price order any day of the week. Better ingredients, better pizza, Papa John's. So when you're listening to Carl, I want you to think about this year's team, what I'm trying to do, how I try to be consistent year in and year out. I'm not blaming the kids. If things aren't going well, it's my job to fix it or figure it out. I spent all of Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday, until 6 o'clock trying to get a great plan together, and I think the staff and I did. Now you're going to hear Carl, and I think you're going to say, Wow, it is interesting and how consistent and what it's about that process. So enjoy the interview. Call Towns, Call Towns. 
How's my son? How's my son? I'm all good, Dad. You know that. All right, so we're on a podcast, um, and we're going to talk as long as you can talk, and then when you say, Coach, I got to go, you got to go. Is that good? Yep, yep. I got to go. We got to uh, guess what happened. You were Oh, my gosh. Believe- go ahead. Start the podcast. Tell me what happened, Carl. Go ahead. You would not believe that. It would be one degree here in Minnesota, and my heater breaks. <laughs> oh, my God. In your car? No, in my house. In that big house you have? Yeah. Did you ever put a court in the house? A court? Yeah. Did you put a court in the oh. house? Of course. I figured that. Did you make sure your house was bigger than my house when you bought that house? I absolutely did. <laughs> You're the best. You're a sick human being. You are sick. All right. I, I got stopped again last night. Omar Marino, who used to be the Mets general manager, and he's talking to me, and he says, you know, I can't believe what you did with Carl Towns. It's not what I did with you. It's what you did with this situation. But, and I've been stopped by everybody that saw you in high school, can't believe how he transformed his game, and da-da-da-da-da-da-da. How hard was I on you? (laughs) Did I ever swear? Uh, That's up to you. (laughs) you Not much. I didn't swear that much. You and I went to my house. Let's talk about yeah. what we said when I, I grabbed you in there. And I said, well, this is when you were on campus for the first weeks, I believe, right? Yeah. Talk to me about how that conversation went. What did you think about it? I mean, it was truthful. I mean, you told me the whole blueprint. It was, it's a, it's different, you know, like, uh, you know, everyone says they have a blueprint. You legitimately had a blueprint. Like you told me, this is what you're going to do. This is how things are going to change from this week to this week. By this month, this month, this is how it'll go. This is how it's going to look, and this is how it's going to be. And I said, I'm going to be harder on you oh, yeah. than any player okay. on the team. Do you remember the one game Remember the one game we had and we came in at halftime? I mean, we were some swaggy. We were a swaggy team. We, we was talking at halftime about different things other than the game because we knew he was going in and getting the W for you. But I remember at halftime you were saying, guys, I want you to raise your hand. I want you to point in this room who I'm the hardest on. I mean, you didn't even finish a sentence before they all pointed at me. Right. I told you that you have to accept it because of them, because you're going to be the number one pick. And you looked yep, at me, and, and, and I said, and, and if you're not, I'm punching you in the face. That was exactly what you did say. <laughs> I said, you will get punched in the face if you're not the number one pick in the green room on national television. They'll say, wait a minute, there's a scuffle over at the town's table. It looks like Coach Cal's on top of Carl, and, and Miss Jackie's. she's got Coach Cal by the neck, and Cal's swinging at Carl. Um, but let, let me ask you this. Like, like, you went through this experience, and I tried to tell everybody, if I was only going to play seven guys, you were behind Dakari and Willie early in the year when you first got there. Would you accept that? We were the team that wanted to win, so whatever you said we were going to do. Regardless of the situation, that was what made us so special. Was that we did not care about stats. Like we could care less if we got two points or zero points. As long as we came out that game with a W, that's all that matters. All right. So when we talk about it, how in the world are you dealing with what you're doing right now? And you got a terrific coach. You guys got good players. You're the youngest team in the league, and that takes time. How are you dealing? I know we lost one game, and you cried. How in the world, how are you dealing with it right now? I mean, you know what? It's crazy that when you win the way we did in Kentucky, 
that it actually translates into understanding how, you know, the process is when you're losing, you know? So, you know, I understand, you know, since I was there, you know, it's like, you understand everything takes time. Nothing just happens drastically, you know? You know, nothing just happens. You gotta. You but have you to can't right accept position. losing either. You can't no. accept losing either. No, you can't. So you you're can't. in that, in that you right now, you're getting 25 and 18 and your team loses. What? I mean, and, and, and it's, it is what it is right now. And I'm not saying it's bad, but you, I, I like the fact you're saying, I know what winning feels like and I know what this feels like. And I know where we got to go with this. I mean, exactly, exactly. Everything takes time. You know, it's nothing happens. You know, like again, you know, for us, you know, when we when we came, you know, when I came into college, you know, I came into Kentucky, you know, it, everything takes time. You know, that would have not happened if the year before had not happened. You know what I'm trying to say? So yeah, yeah. Everything takes time. No question. You know, everything doesn't just happen. You know, off the whim. You know, everything takes time. You know. People don't realize that, yeah, we went undefeated for so long. It wasn't because we were just all came together at one time and made it happen. It was because the year before they had the experiences of knowing how it feels to lose, knowing what, what, what losing, you know, takes, you know. You understand how it is to lose in college. So when we came in the next year, me, Trey, Devin, Tyler, we all we did was ask them a question, and Willie, Andrew, Aaron, Alex, everyone knew how it was, what they had to do to lose and what they had to do to win. And all they had to do was tell us, and we followed by their side. Well, and, and do you remember Del Harris coaching <laughs> you? He, By the way, he said you must have changed his number because he's trying to hit you and you're not hitting him back. And no, no, you, He's no. very sad. He's very sad. So make sure you hit him back. <laughs> I definitely what, will. Del Harris, we're, we're coaching the Dominican team, Del and I. First of all, everybody said I coached the Dominican team to get you. How old were you when I first started coaching the Dominican team? Ninth grade? Uh, I was younger. <laughs> Eighth grade? Yeah. Did I even know who you were? No, because you walked right past me to know who I was. Well, why would everybody say I only coached the Dominican team to get you? Like you, Carl Towns, as an eighth grader. How big were you as an eighth grader? Six, six nine. Six, nine? Uh, I probably would have liked you then if I saw you. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember me coming in the gym in Pittsburgh? And you making a shot and looking at me and then throwing a behind-the-back pass and looking at – you made a three-pointer. You threw a behind-the-back pass, and I said to somebody, who is that? Do you remember? You were looking at me? Orlando and Tigre. Right. And, and, and I said, who is that? And someone said, Carl Towns. And I said, well, that can't be the Dominican kid. Carl Towns isn't Dominican. They said, no, that's the Dominican kid. And I stayed, and I said, I'm glad I'm coaching the, the national team <laughs> when I saw you play the first time. But and, tell me the impact Dell had on you. I mean, you know what crazy is? I think the one thing that I had going in from the post game, and he really like like helped me master it, was my right hand hook and my hook shots. You know, getting that degree right. You remember he said, "If you don't learn to sit in the post," you remember him saying that to you. And I remember, I remember you and him saying a lot to me. <laughs> <laughs> How are you playing against the guys um, uh, in the West versus the guys in the East? Is it a different kind of game? You know, it's it's a little, it's it's almost the same game, but it's you know, you know, obviously we're so the West is so supremely talented. Obviously, uh, the East is more, you know, I think it's more fast paced. They play a much more faster paced game. So I mean, it's it's a different challenge. You know, when the West, you know, the Spurs. Uh, 
uh, teams like teams, the Spurs play a very more, you know, half court set type game. Uh, and then, you know, teams like the Grizzlies are trying to pick it up, but now they slowed back down to the way the Memphis Grizzlies usually play. Yeah, they're trying to win. They're trying to win. They exactly. Figure out how they win. How, how, have you played against Al Horford? Yes, I have. I have. Go, go ahead. Give me the numbers because I know you know the numbers. What were they? I don't remember. I don't. You remember. know the numbers. <laughs> Tell me the numbers. I don't remember. I yes, don't. you do. I'll call Miss Jackie. She'll know the numbers. <laughs> what was it? You, go ahead. Talk to me. Uh, I honestly do not remember. Yeah, yeah, you do. You let me let me tell you. Was, you knew exactly what you averaged rebounds to the point six one. I said point six one. No one's ever told me they averaged nine point six one rebounds. I've never heard that until I heard it from you. I said that's a good thing. I didn't. I don't remember. I think it was like twenty seven and eighteen. I knew it was. <laughs> I knew you remembered. All right, let me let me ask you this one. How many you're playing against so many Kentucky guys? Do you guys talk before every game? Is it truly the family that we talk about? I mean, people think that because you were with me one year or you played with or against you when you put on this thing, this uniform, this Kentucky it's a family. Tell me again when you're playing against our guys. You're trying to kill each other now. Everybody's trying to prove something, oh. but before and after the game I mean, it's, 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 I even say during the game, you know, we always looking out for each other, you know, you know, if anything happens, you know, we always make sure we're okay. You know, everyone's okay. Like, you know, even during the game, let's say if I fell on the floor, I know even though Devin plays for the Phoenix Suns, he would pick me up, you know, it's just, Isn't that great? That, it, it's just something that comes, you know, there's something that comes with that suit of armor you put on for a year or more, you know, it's something different. That relationships you all, you automatically make. Is, uh, you know, and you've been through something that no one else has been through. No, exactly. And that's the biggest thing. It's, it's, it's like, it's something, like I said, that can't be explained, I think, at any other, you know, collegiate institution. It's, it's, it's the, the relationship we have with each other. It goes way off the court. I mean, we, for instance, I, I never got to tell you this. So, for instance, I got a text message, and it was from Jared Polson. You remember Jared? Oh, yeah. Remember, Jared, he played for me for four years. Yeah, Jared was saying how he, he was in Minnesota and he would love some tickets. I said, Jared, that's not even a question. If I had to buy the tickets, I would have got, got Jared tickets. It's just that connection, no matter what you, we, no matter what happens that we have. You know, even, even though I never played with Jared, I felt close to Jared. All right, so let me ask you this. One of my proudest moments as a coach, proudest, is when you won the skills, okay, and <laughs> – and Boogie and Anthony, was there? Was John Wall run out there too? I can't remember. And they pushed, they pushed someone away. Like, get out of here! You're not enjoying this with us. You're not a Kentucky player. Who was? Was John Wall there too? Was it the three of them? Uh, it was oh. Devin. I think Devin's the one you're talking about. Devin Booker. So, so it was Devin. It was Anthony. It was Boogie. Boogie and you guys all. And then there was someone there that they just said, "Get out! You're not in on this. This is us." <laughs> It was uh, that's probably the highlight of my career so far, you know. But there's more to come. Oh, and the ring is, ring is that well. You you're gonna do that now. Let let me. I'm gonna I'm gonna sidetrack this for a minute and and let's talk about this. You know, I tell people when you meet Carl, you're gonna think he's fake <laughs> because 
you have to be around him to say either he's the the most consistent BSer I've ever seen in my life, or this kid is real. I mean, so you know, you are a role model. I mean, young kids are looking up to you. Uh, do you feel the pressure of that, or I, I'm I'm asking even though I know the answer, or is that something you take pride in and you enjoy? You already know the answer. I, I, I know, I know, I, don't I know. No but I need you I, to say it. I don't feel no pressure. I, I understand, you know, the life I chose. I understand the decision I chose to leave college and be in the NBA. And I understand that the actions I do are looked at with a microscope. And I'm proud. You know, I'm proud to be a positive role model. You know, and uh, I just, I just love, you know, I, I'm pr- really proud to be able to do this because, you know, I've had great role models myself. So, uh, you know, be able to, you know, not only just spread positivity and great lessons, but also just spread love, you know, to around the world, you know, the best way I can, which is do as much community work as I can, be as polite and respectful uh, to everyone I meet and just show the humility, you know. Is there any time you've not signed an autograph? Is there any time you didn't take a picture? You I try, right? Sign, I usually try to sign all, as many autographs and take as many pictures as possible. Let's take a quick time out. I couldn't have been prouder of Carl Anthony Towns for becoming the number one pick in the NBA. He always showed a mix of talent, personality, experience, and work ethic that any GM would love. When you're searching for a candidate with the right mix of experience and talent for your business's team, there's only one place to find your top pick, ZipRecruiter. You see, posting your job in one place isn't enough to find quality candidates. If you want to find the perfect hire, you need to post your job on all top job sites. And now you can. You can find candidates in any city or industry nationwide. Just post once and watch your qualified candidates roll in to ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. And if you have any issues, ZipRecruiter's friendly and human support staff is ready to help. Right now, my listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash CoachCal. See for yourself why ZipRecruiter has been used by over 1 million businesses. Again, go to ZipRecruiter.com slash CoachCal and post your jobs for free. You know, not all ingredients are created equal. Fresh, high-quality ingredients make a real difference. So it's important to know where your food comes from. Thankfully, for less than $10 per person per meal, Blue Apron delivers easy-to-follow recipes along with pre-portioned ingredients, courtesy of over 150 local farms, ranches, and fisheries across the United States right to your door. Some of the meals available in February include cashews chicken stir-fry with tango mandarins and jasmine rice. Udon noodle soup, oh yeah, with miso and soft-boiled eggs. How about this? Roasted pork with apple, walnut, and farro salad. Check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free with free shipping right to your door by going to blueapron.com slash coach. You will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron, so don't wait. That's blueapron.com slash coach. 
Blue Apron, a better way to cook. All right, mom and dad. Big Carl, you know I love your mom and dad. But Miss Jackie's, Miss Jackie, her little oh, baby. She, she's the queen. She's the queen. Oh, she, the she is the queen now. She <laughs> is, and she deserves it. You know, a big deal for you, again, is giving back. But, you you know, you had a mom and dad that were really on that for you to teach you that. Yeah, I mean, you know, we never had much, but... The one thing I always respected tremendously and still to this day. Well, you had box of tennis shoes. You had boxes of tennis shoes in your room because I went in there. <laughs> I did. I did. I was wearing Were there shoes bags. in the boxes or were they just boxes? They were boxes. <laughs> <laughs> they were just boxes. But, um, you know, one thing, we never had much, but the little we did have, I always remember my parents always giving back, you know. What did we eat the day I came in the house? What did we eat? What did mom cook us? Oh, Dominican food. When I came Dominican food. You had no, no choice. No question. You had no choice. We had, oh, it was good. The house was steamy because she was cooking right there. And, we, oh, it was the best. <laughs> hey, let's talk about Kenny Payne. Let's talk about Kenny Payne. Oh, man. Tell, oh, talk about man. the impact he's had on all you guys, especially the guys with size, uh, work ethic, um, skill set. Talk about Kenny. First thing off. I don't look at Big Henry the same since I left. <laughs> <laughs> and for anyone who doesn't know what Big Henry is, it's a treadmill. So I don't look at it the same. Um, you know, he 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 did something. You know, his the message of his madness is perfect because you know when you go there, it's going to be way harder than every anything you could not only ever will do, but anything you could ever expect. And there's a method to it, you know, because he puts you through all that torture. So when you get to the league or whatever you do in life, regardless, uh, physically or emotionally, nothing will be as harder than the time you have with Kenny Bay. <laughs> so, and, and he tortures you. He tortures you, but you know he loves you. Yeah, he, that's the one thing you do know. And, you know, and you know that's the thing. Like, it, Was you, he harder on you than I was? You know what? I don't think so. I think more the reason why was because I How think... How about that? He kills you. He's cussing and swearing and screaming. And I'm hugging you. Carl, you're doing great. And I'm harder on you than he is? What is that? What are you talking about? Because he, he knew I worked. He knew I came in every day you with, did. A, with a work mentality. You did. You I, did. You know, so I don't think that was the one thing that... you know. The one thing I know about KP is if, if KP doesn't feel like you're trying to work, that's when he really tortures you. You know, I always came in with, like, I was trying to be, you know, trying to get better. It's amazing, your improvement. Do you remember South Carolina on the road, how bad you were? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And Mom kind of jumps me after the game. I said, Miss Jackie, don't do it. I said, your son has got to fight, and he's going to fight, or I'm not playing him, and he's not shooting three, so don't even tell me that. And then I kissed her. Smoke came out of her ears. But guess what? Last time I remembered, that was a W, so I didn't care. Yeah, I did, because I wanted you to be the number one pick, and I was not budging on that stuff. All right, let me ask you this one, and this will be as soon as you can. I know it will be. I need you to come down for a game, and if you do, we'll let you do the why. Knowing you, because you can do the why, you'd even pay for a private plane. No, you wouldn't. You may be the cheapest, the cheapest player, which I'm proud of, by the way, that I've ever coached. But you could come down, do the why, 
walk into place, the place would go bonkers. Got to get you down for a game. You got to come down. I know. I'm, I'm hoping. I'm hoping to get. I've never been to, you know, after I've left, you know, I've never been to a game. And, uh, you know, I was trying to come to Big Blue Madness. We, we talked about I know, that. I know. Just, I know. It just couldn't happen. Hey, how's your buddy doing? Carlito. Oh, Carlito. Oh, Carlito. Oh, my God. I knew. I knew he was going to get. I was trying to get away and be like, who? who, who I know you got to go. I know you got to uh, go. You're running to the plane. Carlito. You still talk to Carlito or no? Carlito is pretty well. He's doing okay. <laughs> well, you tell your sis, tell everybody, you know, I love you. I'm so proud of you. But you're only scratching the surface, my man. You're only oh, scratching oh. the surface. And losing better continue to hurt or you'll lose longer than you need to be losing. So you exactly. better after you can smile to the cameras and then get under the covers at home or go right to the hotel and sulk a little bit. Losing must hurt. If losing doesn't hurt, oh, you no. keep losing. There's a lot of nights I haven't fallen asleep. So There you go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and you keep leading and doing the thing you, you do. And I'm, I'm just going to say this, you know, and, and no one's really listening. This is just you and I talking, not really. But, you know, the trust you showed in our staff and your mom and dad, because there was a lot at stake, Carl, for the family, not just Carl Towns, the family. You know, there was a lot at stake to trust us the way they did and knowing, and you trusted us and you trusted me. I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. And I, I never took anything lightly with you. I knew, um, I knew I could coach you hard, which meant I could coach everyone else on the team hard. Um, and you never even took it that way. You always no. knew I, no. I, I had you. Takes guys, some other guys, a little bit longer, which I'm fine with. I'm not complaining. I mean, I, just, I was happy I got to coach the guys I got to coach. So, um, you know, I appreciate you. Everything, everything happens for a reason. And, you know, good people always find good people. And I always truly believe that. And I knew when I went there, uh, when I stepped on campus, I knew that a thousand, a thousand percent I made the right decision. And there's no reason when you have an opportunity like I had to play for the University of Kentucky to, you know, waste it by, by, just, by just, you know, being a boy. You know, you got to be a man. Uh, I've always trusted you. And there was no reason not to trust you with this process because you know what? At the end of the day, a real man, when he doesn't know something, he'll trust a man, another man who does. You know, I, I wasn't a boy and acted like I knew everything. I, I let you know from day one that I was a man and I was a blank slate willing to learn. Yeah. And I wasn't going to tell you that I knew everything. I didn't know anything. Well, you told Carlito a lot, though, but I'll tell you that. You <laughs> talk to him every Carlito, once in a while. Car- Carlito was the other man. <laughs> Hey, I love you. Go out there and win some ball games. Yes, yes. Love you too. I hope that you enjoyed that conversation with Carl Anthony Towns because I enjoyed doing it with him. And again, he wanted to be here. He wanted to play for me. He wanted to be coached. He wanted the process. And yes, I challenged him. But I also laid it out exactly what it would be like. And you know what? He was great teammate. He shared his minutes with Dakari Johnson, where he could have played every minute. He was fine. He played 21 
Dakari played 19. He shared his minutes. He was also, by the end of the year, had a heart and desire to win. Win. He would do whatever he had to block a shot, rebound a ball, make a play, make a jump hook, make free throws to win. That's what also separated him. But what a great teammate. What a love for the game. And what a good person. Just a nice person. You know, I hope, again, listening, it came across and you walk away saying, wow, he's special. He's in the future game. He's not in the All-Star game, which is really surprising. But being in the West and being young, there are probably some guys on top of him. But I'll tell you this, the things that he's doing in the NBA right now, when you look at his age, only one or two other players have done what he's done. And they're all Hall of Famers. Oh, yeah. They're all in the Hall of Fame. He continues to do it. I knew he was mad he didn't make the All-Star game. But he said, Coach, I'm going to use it as fuel. I'm not going to, I, want it. I thought I deserved it, but maybe I didn't, and I'll use it as fuel. I need to prove myself. What a great young man, and I really appreciate the time we spent together. 